Welcome back to the 750. I am your ORJ Ochoa. He is your 75, two time Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer, fresh off of pumping some iron. Tony Casillas, TC, what up? Yeah, man, I was getting after it this morning, throwing up, uh, <laughs> throwing up some, some iron and getting after it and everything else that goes along with that. Uh, yeah, uh, I was working out. Not that those are strange, but nevertheless, man, anytime I get a chance to go in, I'm just thankful. Then I'll get the opportunity to go in there and sweat out some toxic and out with the old and with the new. Um, so I want to say this at the very beginning. We started recording later than we usually do. Tony was very uh, amicable. I had a dentist appointment today on Tuesday morning. And so I'll say two things, Tony. One, to you and the listener, if uh, my voice or you know my speech sounds a little whatever, my mouth is still numb. It, it is still you know very numb. So I, I feel like I sound normal, but maybe I don't. So if I sound weird, that's the reason why. The second point is just for Tony. Um, I am drinking a coffee while we're recording, and since my mouth is still numb, I don't know how it's going to work. So uh, just you know, we're very close. Uh, so heads up, there might be some some wiping going on on this end. But I need the energy, uh, just like you did this well, morning. Wait a second, you're drooling. I think you're drooling a little. Bit. yeah i, I can see you on uh, on the video so yeah um, please wipe that the drill off i, I actually hate going to dennis I oh mean, dude I, I i hate it so much because i feel like i'm wasting time you know what i mean like I, like i can't do anything except just sit there you know and you, like you can't even talk you know like make small talk you know with the dentist like you would at any other doctor's office but um it, it was fine it was successful i suppose um you know I've, I've gotten different instructions you know in terms of how to brush and floss so um a solid day's work i suppose yeah I, and i'm not the best person at flossing and and look i got traumatized at an early age and I, I believe as I was, man, I think I was in the seventh grade. And uh, back then, I don't think they even numbed you. They don't give you enough happy, mm. you know, happy gas. And uh, man, I just, to that point. But I mean, I go obviously now every day for my checkup. It's funny because I asked you, I said, do you have any cavities now? And you, you said, no, I just went in for a deep, deep cleaning. What yeah. is a deep, deep cleaning? I, th- I, I didn't know they had that. I know it was like a cleaning, but... You get extra tartar off. I mean, do they put some bleach on your teeth? Explain that. Um, So I didn't watch it, obviously. That's the other thing. Like, I hate that you're just, you have no clue, right? Like, you're completely, (laughs) you know, I trust my dentist, but like, you're at their total mercy. Um, But so, um, so I got numbed on my four, like, gum areas, like the top and bottom, like the corners, if you will. And it was, I think, like, they just go inside your gums, like, throughout your whole teeth. You know what I'm saying? So they're they're getting getting underneath the tooth on the top and the bottom, which is why you got to be numb. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, cause usually they numb your gums when you get, when you get the cavity filled and I never right. even knew that, but that's good when well, you're good. So as long as you just keep get a floss and brush, man, that's all you, you know, and I'm not the best, but uh, just keep it up, man. You want to have pearly whites for the rest of your life. What's the worst food you eat um, or snack you eat when it comes to your teeth? Like, like a, maybe it's a particular candy, you know, do you have oh. any of those? Oh God. gummy bears saying the gummy the fruit you know the ones that right. you you know the stuff that gets the worst thing about it is like when my kids are growing up the fruit the fruit roll-ups i don't know if you ever remember those or if you ever oh had hell those. yeah fruit but by that the, was foot. the worst thing that you could give yeah because it, yeah because you can't get it off you know you can brush yeah. it and floss it and it still sticks to your gums and your teeth right mm-hmm. uh, but probably that um uh, gosh 
uh, hard candy. I love Jolly Ranchers. I don't know if you're a fan of Jolly Ranchers. I mean, I love I love me some Jolly Ranchers. I love all different. I think watermelon's my favorite, and then the cinnamon. Uh, but I would say hard candy is probably the worst thing that I eat. Yeah, I um, I've never been the like you know most people like the sour grape, sour apple. Like I've never been the sour candy type of person. Uh, Ooh, I think I popcorn. My my wife eats a lot of popcorn. Yeah. And by the way, we just discovered. Um, obviously we're still living in the middle of a pandemic. Did you know, Tony, that if you go to Cinemark, you can buy like a full bag. I mean, this thing is, it's like a suitcase worth of popcorn. Um, and you can buy it. I think it's 10 bucks and they just scoop it. They <laughs> scoop it for you right out of the machine and they seal it for you and you take it home. And so you can have the actual movie popcorn if you're craving it. Wow. Because they are trying to get people back into the theaters. And- yeah. You know, like AMC, their stock went through the roof with, along with that crazy ride with GameStop. But, yeah. you know, that's that's what I miss. That's what I was telling my wife. You know, we used to go on Tuesdays. It was like a matinee. You could you know, pay for a matinee and go see a movie. But we don't we, we do not do that. But now that they got unlimited popcorn, you can take it home. I don't know if that's good or bad. Because well, I can OD on some popcorn, popcorn, brother. So on something, I'm, this is a whole different subject, but something I'm, I'm just now starting is, you know, like the seasonings, they have like ranch or oh, cheese yeah. or whatever. I've never really done that. Parmesan. Before. Oh yeah. man, that's the best. Well, I'm excited to try it out. I'll let you know after the next movie I watch. Um, I thought I watched a comedy, honestly, Tony, I want to talk about the Super Bowl with you, but first we, we have to discuss this. I did a video on the YouTube channel about this. Uh, nobody's addressed it on the podcast network and, and you <laughs> are, you are the most rational person on the B2B podcast network. So it makes sense to approach wow. this subject That's with you. That's scary. That's uh, I'm the most <laughs> person on so I asked you if you had, I was kind of hoping that you hadn't yeah. seen this so I could get your full reaction, but uh-huh. you, you've seen it. If, if you, the listener, are unaware, on Sunday night after the Super Bowl, because the game was over, the offseason officially began for the NFL. And so a lot of, you know, a lot of people make content, right? Like, okay, the, the, the season starts now with Super Bowl 56 yeah. in Los Angeles, whatever. So the Cowboys team, you won two Super Bowls with Tony, uh, their digital team, the fine folks over at DallasCowboys.com do a lot of great work. I know you've done some partnership work with them before too. Um, they, uh, they put it together a video, uh, a ni- nice, you know, just little get, get pumped. <laughs> it's a nice standard <laughs> hype video. It was 32 yeah. seconds long. Um, right. and, and it, it started off with kind of a, a shot of the five Lombardi trophies and, you know, setting the, the scene for what the goal is, right? The goal is number six and it has been for a quarter century. Um, so it had highlights spliced in CD lambs, crazy catch in Minnesota, whatever Jalen Smith did throughout <laughs> the 2020 season, Michael Gallup, Dalton Schultz, but you know, who was suspiciously absent from the hype video, Tony Dak Prescott. And the Zapruder uh, film is being worked. People think that there is a message here. People think that Jerry <laughs> and Steven from, from all the way up on top of Mount Pius ordered down the code red and said, over my dead body, are you going to put <laughs> Dak Prescott in the hype video? So where, where do you fall on this, Tony, the hype video controversy? I, I think it's, I think it's funny that we're talking, having this conversation, all the speculation and, you know, I've been reading it for it's trending the last couple of days about, oh, we read into it too much. And, you know, about him going to the Washington football club and just this whole speculation. And look, it's probably, you got to remember, look, I understand the high video and, you know, right after the Super Bowl, you got to go back. And I believe they had cuts of Emmett and Troy in it and then had Zeke and uh, someone else in it and didn't show Dak. But, 
Yeah, I'm just so tired of people reading into it. Dak Prescott is not going anywhere. Right. First of all, I mean, you just got to get over that and quit reading into everything that they put on. First of all, I mean, you know, do you think Jerry and Steven, you think they even knew that that was going out? I mean, these guys <laughs> probably was, a, I don't know. It, it has everyone talking about it. It seems like every time the Cowboys do something that's irrelevant to being in the postseason play, then it gets it gets legs and it just grows and grows. And it's just a, just ridiculous to think about that. And you got to remember that Prescott didn't play much. And I understand you want to read into the future. And, you know, what's is he Dak coming back? Are they going to trade him? Dak Prescott's not going anywhere. I mean, let's just I'd say that right now. I'd bet. I bet your SB Nation salary right now, RJ, that he is not going anywhere. Um, Take that bet. I so I I did invest in AMC stock, so I'm not comfortable wagering the salary at this moment because I need that to bounce back. I'm holding on AMC. Say, oh, I, I thought maybe you, that was that was pre before they no. decided they were going to regulate everything. I tried Damn. to ride I tried to ride the wave, and it you know I'm I'm just I'm hoping for the bounce back. I need more people to go in there and buy popcorn, but. Um, but but so I, I wrote about this because I was so perplexed that this became a thing. And I will say, Tony, I love I love to read into social media things. I love at this time of year because we're about a month away from free agency. I you know, right now uh, there, there's a rumor that Patrick Peterson could part ways with the Arizona Cardinals. So yeah. what, did, what did I do? I went and looked at the last couple of people that Patrick Peterson followed on Instagram. Right. Because I, I like that kind of stuff. I think that it's interesting. By the way, <laughs> he recently followed Brooks Kapka, who he played with at the Waste Management. Congratulations to Brooks getting back in the winter circle. Absolutely. Very cool to see. That's my man uh, right there. But so I, I live for that. I love that we live in this day and age where like you can kind of you can find these little breadcrumbs. Right. And you can you can make a story or maybe not story, but you can talk about it. Right. You can you can shoot the proverbial shit with your friend. Right. And but this is so dumb. I I can't believe. And I I still I still have people in my Twitter mentions like that, that are saying, no, nah, you can't convince me. There, there's no way that this wasn't done on purpose. They they there were so many highlights of deck. They could have picked any one of them. This had to have been a message. And to, I'll ask you, Tony. They showed Troy and Emmett. They didn't show you. Do you are your feelings hurt now? Do, do you uh, feel no, less I, loved? I, I, I'm good. I, I I know that that whatever that represents, and that represents actually a long time ago when the Cowboys was winning. So that's kind of the message they should be sending to the younger players. Right. You know, this is what, where they want to get back. But I just think it's so great that you can. There's a trigger of reaction that you can do as a, as a celebrity or anyone if you follow someone. And look, I don't go back and, and, and look who you follow. I mean, I, I mean, if it pops up, I don't really get And if you want to create a story, and that's one thing about social media now that you don't have to be a professional journalist to, you know, report, <laughs> right. report a story. It's all about who the guy follows. I mean, Dak Prescott followed the Washington, you know, football club. All right. And it's like, okay, well, and his brother, I'm like, oh, what are you reading into this? I mean, does it really matter who you follow? But that's the society, the social media we live in. We just want to create this story and, you know, the whole thing. Now, I don't know if Dak, I mean, I don't Dak, I don't know if his butt would get hurt because they didn't put him in the highlight video. I'm sure he's fine, but hey, they're going to do one thing. They're going to franchise him. That's probably what they do. And, and look, if you're if you're the Cowboys too, and I hate to, uh, we're going to get into some other, a couple other things, you know, the Super Bowl and everything. I mean, what 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 value does does Dak Prescott have right now? He had to go in and get a second procedure on his leg. Uh, I knew that a couple of weeks ago when I played golf with Jane Slater. She'd mentioned that. I mean, you know, 
so if you're if you're the Cowboys and you're another team, what, what value are you going to get for Dak Prescott, who had this potentially career, we don't know, career-ending injury, not as bad as Alex Smith, but are you going to go out and just, uh, just load up a bunch of money and pay him because, you know, you, you speculation he's going to be better than he was before? No, you wouldn't even think about that. So let's just put that to rest. But I just love the reaction, though. It's, it's so comical. I do think that – I mean, so first of all, the idea because people people love to say like just trade Dak, it is impossible in the sense that Dak Dak would have to sign the franchise tag to you know what I mean? Like so, yeah. It's it's not this like just trade him like like the way I I would think it would be dumb. But if the Houston Texans were to trade Deshaun Watson, they they have his contract that they can trade if they want to. The Cowboys don't have that same ability when it comes to Dak Prescott. But that's I, another team. They're not going to say that'd be stupid. That would be agreed. That'd be suicide, franchise suicide. They just and they're not going to trade Deshaun Watson as much as he doesn't want want to be there. I agree, and I do think that there would be a very strong market for Dak in the sense there was, there was a strong market for Matthew Stafford, you know, and yeah. you're right. You're right. Like it's, it's hard to know who Dak will be physically. The report on Super Bowl Sunday was that medically he is ahead of schedule after the second surgery that was done to clean up um, everything. And so we're all hoping for the best, but the idea of trading him is silly. I, I, I just, I agree with you. I don't see, I think it would be also incredibly stupid for the Cowboys to ride out 2021 with him on the tag, because if Dak Prescott plays on the tag this year, he's gone next year. That's it. Like he's gone because of the financial implications of it. And so that would be a horrible situation for the Cowboys to put themselves in. Um, But, but that all of that is true and has merit and is annoying in its own right. But the video has no connection to it. And that's why I thought I, 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 I once I once talked to um, a, a friend of mine. His name's Brandon Huffman. He handles recruiting for 247 Sports. I know you're not too far removed from the high school mm-hmm. circuit. Yeah. And yeah. I asked I asked him, we had him on the radio in San Antonio. Um, I said, how often do you go look at these kids' social media profiles, right? Like when you're when you're looking to see where they're going to commit or whatever. He said the saying we use is follow the follows because all mm-hmm. these kids are liking, you know, edits of themselves and different jerseys or whatever. And if if Dak was out here, I, I will say this, and I said this on the the YouTube stream we did. I don't think the hype video has any merit, but the fact that he followed and he did later unfollow them, but the fact that he, for whatever period of time, followed the Washington football team on Instagram, that I cannot explain. And I do think that that is, I don't want to say a red alarm, but it is interesting at the very least because I, and you know this, you've lived life as a Dallas Cowboy. When you are who Dak Prescott is, you are very aware that every move you make is watched and seen and dissected and picked apart and analyzed by everybody in the world. And so he's, he's not just this, you know, cavalier, you know, kind of Instagram follow dude. It's not like he followed any other NFL team. I'm, I'm not ready to panic about it, but I do think it's, it's interesting that he followed the Washington football team. Well, I just think that you can kind of uh, stir up con- controversy and people talking about that. And I think that, yeah, I think it's a, that that's the benefit for an athlete, especially someone like Dak Prescott has a lot of followers that, that is really uh, known in the sports world. And it, it's a trigger. Right. And I think he gets a reaction by the fans. And in essence, that becomes a reaction uh, by the, the organization. And they start, you know, there's this conversation just to, just enough unsettling, if you will, right. for people to talk about. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the guy, he may have been home. He may have been 
it may have been late at nine. He said, Hey, I'm going to follow. Yeah. You know I'm, I'm, I'm going to shake shit up for sure. I, I don't know what this. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know what the circumstances are. I mean, it just may be an innocent, you know, like I'll follow back or something like that. But I just think how, how sensitive we are to react to someone's actions on social media, right. that it can become this blown out story about that has no relevancy or merit whatsoever. It's amazing <laughs> that, that he is that influential. Right. That that even his exclusion from a video is a is a talking point for people. I want to ask you one last thing about this, Tony, before we get into the Super Bowl. Um, last week, as part of the SB Nation NFL show radio row stuff that we did, we had Emmett Smith on and uh, I name dropped you. No big deal. And he was you know, he said, yeah, I'm a, you know, I got my tequila right now. I'm a little preoccupied. He was all swirling up the tequila and everything. Uh, I've, I've never had any Herodura myself. Oh, but I'm because sure. he because you brought up my name. He I mean, go, go tequila. well, he, he was, he was there on behalf of the tequila company. Oh, so he was promoting it. Yeah. Right. All right. But I brought yeah. you up and we talked yeah, about the seven, five. He said, I listened to every episode of seven, five. I wish he'd said that, but uh, anyway, <laughs> he said something that um, I had a friend of mine listen to the interview um, and you, we've talked about this before, but I just, he, so Emmett said, when I asked him about Dak, he said, I don't know if the reason, because I, what I asked Emmett to let me fully clarify here, I said, what, what is the most logical reason in your mind that the Cowboys haven't signed him? And he said, well, you know, they clearly don't have a level of belief in him, right? You know, because if they did, they would have signed him, et cetera. That's the only logical conclusion we could come to, right? And so he added, he said, I don't know if they're doing this to be in the news, right? And that's, and my friend that listened to it, he texted me and he said, you know, that's something that you know, we would say, right? Like me, me and my buddy, right? Like playing PS4, or whatever, late at night, just kind of speculating, right? Like this, maybe they want to stay in the news. Like the fact that that you guys, that you or Emmett, like actually believe on some level that this all might be done to be in the news is kind of troubling to me that, you know, the Cowboys would be that focused on being in the news that they would, you know, it's one thing to want to be in the news. It's another thing to play risk with the most important player on your team for the sake of being in the news, if you know what I mean. But I think that that's, I mean, I, there's a lot of merit to that because I think that you know, the value that for Dallas is to keep in the news. And again, it's, uh, when you, when you look at what they've done and we can go, it's been so long since it's been relevant and right. any type of postseason play have done anything. I think that there's uh, some truth to that because I, the, the owner and general manager likes to be talked about and likes to have something out there in the ballast where ESPN or whatever, us or whoever it is talking about it because it's a storyline. I mean, it's a storyline because you know, why aren't the Cowboys, why haven't they extended Dak Prescott? They should a couple of years, did a, a year or two ago or whenever there was mm -hmm. the, the optimum time to, to get him signed and move on and just let's move on with him and just, we made a commitment to him. And now there's this, you know, there's this question mark, you know, and the debate goes back and forth. And whenever they, someone asks, you know, Jerry Jones or Stephen Jones, oh, we're going to get him signed, but it's not no when. Well, what's, you know, <laughs> why aren't you, why is it there a sense of urgency? Right. Okay. I mean, here it is. And now there's enough excuse out there. Now you got this great time frame now where now he's injured and there's a, there's a question mark, you know, and, and I get that that's valid to me. That is a valid uh, concern sure. now. I mean, you, and so I'll give him that, but before, you know, they'd sign him in the franchise tag, before that, maybe, you know, you, you really don't have an excuse to get it done. But now it's a valid, it's a valid point. It's a valid concern. 
So now I, I have to give him that. But yeah, I mean, that's that's always been Jerry's type of, uh, you know, the, the mantra. And his, his, his whole thing is to like, I still want people to talk about us. And we talk about how brilliant that is because of the brand, but there's no substance to it. Yeah, it's I all do. about it's all about speculation and and potential, and that's what we've been talking about this team for the last twenty some odd years. It feels to me like um, like I've never watched any of these, but have you ever watched like All My Children or um, yeah, like oh yeah, like <laughs> like the standard? Um, yeah, I'm a, my my older older generation. Susan Lucy had been on there for like fifty years. <laughs> She's the point. She, no, she's a soap opera star. She hasn't aged a bit. I think she finally left the show, but yeah. Right. Susan so Lucy. Yeah. so you, you're a, you're a soap guy. That's fine. I've got no qualms with that. It's cool. Kind of reminds me of Tom Brady. Cause it's, that's that, uh, all my children's went through like three or four deck, five decades <laughs> of generations <laughs> and we're still, you're still talking about it. Right. Okay. I, I want to get started in 19 in the 1960s. We'll, we'll get to Tom Brady right now. But my last thing is like, that's who the Cowboys are in the sense that all these soap operas are on network television, right? Because they they do big ratings and, and people watch them for who knows what reason now, because they're not they're not like, you know, they're not high quality, right? They're they're soap operas. Right. Um, and they're always dramatic. You know, there's and it, they're always dramatic in the most stupid sort of ways right like oh my my i have a twin brother that's a brain surgeon that i didn't know about that was the one who performed surgery on me or whatever like and and in a similar like that's the soap opera version of dak prescott not being in the hype video that dallascubbies.com put out you know what i mean and you so know what it reminds me it reminds me of something i do for my wife i've gotten into is watching the damn bachelor it kind of reminds me of the reality show with that there's always drama there's always something yeah. going on there's that's produced. a better comp it's staged. Last night I watch it and I'm thinking, God, I'm falling in this trap again. And my wife and we sit there and, you know, the lady, the girl that was on the, the season before that drives up in a freaking minivan out the gate and tells Chris Harrison, I want, I want to meet the, the batser, Matt. Uh, I forgot his last name. His name's Matt. And he's like, it's so staged. And then she pulls up in a minivan. I mean, you tell me a hot chick that's 23 years old is going to pull up in a minivan. No, I'm, no, no offense to people that drive minivan. They're pretty, you know, they're, uh, they're, they're pretty, uh, I would say. Sturdy vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing against that, but she's 23 years old pulling up in a minivan. But anyway, your point. Yeah. It's, it's what it reminds me of. That's all they are. Right. Bats of drama they're, and like, okay. They're staged. But we're still watching it because it's, uh, you know, something's going to happen and we're going to react to it. And it's almost mindless shit. Right. Exactly. That, that's, that's a, that's exactly who the Cowboys are. Um, but meanwhile, the Buccaneers are like, oh, um, like I didn't watch this show, but a lot of people liked it. So I'll trust, I'll trust the court of public opinion, like succession, right? Like, a, like, a, like yeah. a great show with like a great cast that has great plot points. You know what I mean? That, that has legitimate cliffhangers, you know, that's, that's going to win a golden globe or an Emmy, yeah. right? Like that's who they are. Right. And, mm -hmm. And that's that's why they are who they are. And, and like it's it's frustrating and it's it's annoying. Tony, think about this. The the Buccaneers have won two Super Bowls since the Dallas Cowboys uh, have it's... been in this drought. And and they've been like I, I like to think of it this. I don't like to. I'm not like a masochist, but the, the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl in 2002. Everybody from that team moved on all coaches and players and you know levels of management <laughs> equipment people and 
they went through their own drought and then they rebuilt an entirely new team and did it again. <laughs> so it's just, I mean, but some, some of it's Tom Brady, obviously a lot of it's Tom Brady, a lot, but a lot of it is like, here's the other thing in 2012, 13, the Cowboys were eyeing that Tampa two defense that won the bucks, their first super bowl. We're going to go get, we're going to copy the bucks formula. Guess what? You failed with Monty Kiffin and Rod Marinelli. <laughs> Meanwhile, the bucks have Todd Bowles and did the damn thing again. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I, I don't want to focus on the Cowboys here. I was, so impressed with the job that the Buccaneers did on Sunday. Yeah, it's been so long that I could be a grandfather right now. I could be Patrick Mahomes' dad right now, and he could be I he would be playing in the Super Bowl, and I'd be a grandfather. That's how long it's been since the Cowboys have won. But uh, anyway, you know, I the, the debate before going into this game was is he the greatest all time, and not just not just football because I mean he's already on that mountain, but the right. greatest all time is is an athlete. And I just, I look at, he's done it in his twenties. He's done his thirties. And to your point, I mean, in the four, and it's every generation of his age, he's won Super Bowls. And I think the greatest thing about him is that you could argue, I mean, I, I saw the jam of Bill Russell. You saw, obviously uh, you saw uh, Michael Jordan, you know, LeBron, I mean, groin get Gretzky. We start talking about the greatest all time, but Tiger, yeah, I think Tiger Woods, and that's an individual sport. Um, but the thing with this, and I think in basketball, not, I, nothing against what those guys do. I think you can take a game over and just do it yourself. And football, which maybe may not make sense, football is, 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 is about continuity, about playing together, and, and things have to happen. you got to make it happen. But he, he does that. But the thing that he also does is that he sucks every great attribute out of the guys around him. It, and I think all those guys I just mentioned is because, and he's able to suck everything out of everyone and get them to buy in and play. And it's very difficult for someone to be that good, to be able to have that command. I don't know if uh, they were talking about uh, Tom Brady, about him texting his everybody. Right. The, uh, the guy, in the, in the week leading up to the game. Tonight, so yeah. we will win. I mean, what guy does that? That is, I know a lot of guys that I play with that have really gotten where they're, and, and no slide on Tony Romo, but I can't see Tony Romo. Romo's never won a, a Super Bowl, but I can't see him texting off. And maybe he did. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying I'm using an example of his leadership. And to be able to suck everything out of everyone around him and to win seven rings, it's a great debate. I mean, I, I, I still think that he's – I mean, I love Tiger, but as far as a guy that's done it before – First of all, tell me, RJ, what guys have done what he's done at the age of 43 and won championships? The, the, in, in a team sport, the only one in, in their, you know, and not that he's 40, but the only comps, I guess, that I can draw, LeBron is, is similar in that LeBron, and, and basketball is a very different sport, obviously, in that you can, you can have far more control as an individual. You can play offensively and defensively. Um, but Le LeBron has, has won championships with different teams and very quickly. And, you know, that, that is incredibly impressive. Um, I think in the same light, and I think, I think the only comp for for Tom Brady is Cristiano Ronaldo in the sense that and again that that's a, a sport yeah. where, where Ronaldo mm -hmm. can can have a larger level of influence um, mm -hmm. although soccer is a, is a team sport as well um, but I mean he has had and, and soccer op operates very differently 
Um, and we'll see what happens in the champions league this year, but he has, he has won in different leagues in different countries, you know, with just like, and so this, this element of Tom Brady's dominance that we're seeing where he goes to Tampa, new teammates, new system, new scheme, new coach, and, and still having success. We're all astounded by it. It is impressive. All I'm saying is Ronaldo's done that, you know, to a different degree. Um, that's, that's what, that's the only comp for me. I, I do want to touch on, you, you mentioned the texting guys. I do think that there is an, an aura effect, right? Like everyone, when Tom Brady walks in the room, you're like, holy shit, we have to, we have to play awesome because yeah. we're playing with Tom Brady. I think that's the exact opposite effect of what happens with Tiger, for example. Like, cause when, when you're, when you're, when you're Tony Finau or like at 12 at Augusta now, two years ago and Tiger's in contention on, you know, at the masters on Sunday, everybody folds because it's Tiger, right? Like you're scared, right? And Tom Brady's the exact opposite because you're not competing against him. You're competing with him. So that same magnitude happens, but it just, it boosts your spirit. It lifts you up. Everybody plays better because they believe in them. Like, like some of it I'm saying is, is not even what Tom Brady does. It's just, it's just Tom Brady existing because of the greatness that he has already achieved before. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think Tiger did it at a younger age, and now at 43, uh, he's not as intimidating. Don't get me wrong. He won the Masters, and I mean, he's won uh, two majors in his 40s, right. I believe. So, But I, I, I don't think he has that effect. Yeah, there's an aura about Tiger Woods, but Tom Brady has done it at 43 years old, and the physicality, and, 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 and look, I, I played golf, and I know that Obviously, Tiger Woods is, is just not – it's kind of a unique situation, what he did to his body. But, you know, that's another thing. But I just don't think it's rigorous. I think mentally it's tough. But the mentality, the, men, the mental aspect, the mental aptitude and the physicality, the, the physical wear and tear in your body is totally different when it comes to football. And I'm not – maybe I am being biased because I played the game. I right. played golf. I mean, I played basketball. I mean, obviously not on a level – uh, you know, where I went and played at the next level, but certainly football. And to think that everything around you has to happen and really just to command and, and whenever, whenever you're challenged and, mm -hmm. and you're able to be able to pull that out of your, out of your hat, out of your, your toolbox that like he's done at his age is remarkable. And I think really, I didn't mention this. I think just doing it without Bill Belichick, right? Because I think that that whole deal, uh, yeah, I think he really, this relationship, I don't know what type of relationship he had. Maybe one of these days we'll all know, but I just don't see, you know, Bruce Arians, just, I love the guy. I saw him last night on, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel. He's sitting there having the scotch and water. I don't right. know if you saw him, but, but he gets it. He knows that Tom Brady and there was all this talk against him. And you listen to him after the post game. He understands that this guy, he can do it without the coaching. He can do it with a lot of things. I mean, yes, I mean, you need coaching aspect and everything, but guys are, are in tune and they will play for someone like that. And there's not too many individuals in the game of football that you can say that has that type of command. And I think that that should go into his resume determining who's the greatest of all time. And to do it at 43 years old and still, I mean, that guy's still grinding. He, right. He's ready to, you know, I think he's ready to look for next year and win another one. The days um, of 44. So I um I want to say this here. I said it on the Espionation NFL show on Monday, but I need to eat this crow a little bit. I still believe what I've said, but I've said a lot on blogging the boys shows over the years. I don't believe in Bruce Arians that much um, because everybody has hyped him up to be a quarterback whisperer over his career. Like that's been his thing. And my counter to that has been 
you know, in Pittsburgh, he worked with Ben Roethlisberger, a first round pick. And before that, he worked in Indianapolis with Peyton Manning, a number one overall pick and now a Hall of Famer. After Pittsburgh, he worked with Andrew Luck, a number one overall pick. He went to Arizona and he worked with Carson Palmer, a former number one overall pick, former Heisman Trophy winner. Then he went to Tampa originally and worked with Jameis Winston, another former number one overall pick and Heisman Trophy winner. Then he got Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time. So my point is like, people are like, man, Bruce Arians makes quarterbacks awesome. Maybe Bruce Arians has just been really lucky to, to have, you know, found really great quarterback talent. But to your point, I think maybe Bruce Arians' greatest quality is I think some coaches, and you've experienced this certainly, I would imagine, um, want to control too much and, and want to mm-hmm. be the guy and want to have their system, their scheme be the star. And Bruce Arians has enough, call it confidence, swag or whatever, to say, you know what? I'll, I'll just let you be the star. Right. And, and, you know, so he elevates what is already a really yeah, fine I, product. And he doesn't, he doesn't let his ego get in the way. He right. Says, okay. I'll, I'll get out of the way. And I, I mean, Tom Brady, and there's not too many guys can, and Todd, their defense. I mean, bald, I mean, Todd Bowles did a tremendous job, but I, you just mentioned that. And I was thinking about the analogy between the Cowboys back in the nineties to someone like Bruce Arians. You remember when when Coach Barry Switzer, you know, took over the team and they couldn't co- coexist and was you know hired after Jimmy was fired. It, it was, and, and I'm not going to say this in a negative way, but and I think Troy was a tremendous leader, and I think that you know he, I mean, I, I love playing for for Troy, but you know, you Tom Brady to be able to take you know, take over that team and basically that's Tom Brady's team. When he went to pay all those hours and get those guys to buy in. There was not this, and yeah, maybe a little different because the Cowboys have already won two Super Bowls. But mm-hmm. look what happened when Jimmy left. And then when Switzer came in, it was all okay, all right. Well, this isn't Bruce Aarons, but it's Barry Switzer, but I'm gonna stay out of the way. And then this is this is your team, Troy. Right. And look what happened. I mean, all of a sudden, guys just kind of spot got out, they lost sight of the structure of that because maybe it was maybe because of Jerry. And because his coach Switzer wasn't Jimmy Johnson, the guy that was this leader and was a command guy, uh, there wasn't much structure. But in essence, they lost the team because they couldn't. There wasn't enough discipline, and right. I'm not blaming that on on Troy. But if Tom Brady's and is is you put him in that in that position in that leadership role, I don't think it happens. And I think that's the difference between someone like Troy, which was an gr- unbelievable player, and someone like Tom Brady, that's right. the command. And that's the respect he has and no slide on those guys. I mean, they tremendous totally. leaders, but that's the difference between the goat. Right. And I think that that shows how some, not every team is the same, right? Like some yeah. team, some teams have their coaches, exactly. you know, like, like in, in the Jimmy days, Jimmy is, is the point of authority. Jimmy is, is the, the main Jimmy is, is the funnel that everything goes through. But it was Where, the owner that couldn't get out of the way. Right, right, right. Because he still was in the way because of, you know, just the things that, uh, you know, spiraled out of control. Right. Sorry and to so, interrupt you. No, you're good. And so like the Buccaneers now are, it's, it's not the head coach, it's the quarterback because he is this mm-hmm. legend yep. and whatever. Yep. I think, I think a team that, that 
kind of saw all of those butts, you know, kind of meet recently was like last year's or last this past season's Philadelphia Eagles, because yeah. it, it's is it Doug Peterson? Is it Carson Wentz? Is it Howie Roseman? You know, and you have yeah. all these heads and it has to be one. And I think it had to be Doug Peterson. But when when Carson Wentz and Howie Roseman were, were chirping up, it makes it too difficult. Yeah. Um, my last point on all this. How old were you when you retired, Tony, from the NFL? Thirty four. See, and I heard Troy say recently that he was 31 when he retired. Mm -hmm. And so it, I think I've said before, I've told you that I think if, if you guys had had your exact same success in a different decade, I don't know that everything becomes what it becomes. I, I think there was a really special element to the country, to the world, to everything happening in the mm -hmm. 90s boom. And you guys happened, you know, kind of in parallel with that. And it, it blew up. And, and it's why the Cowboys are who they are because of what you guys did. And. I, I don't think Tom Brady could do this at any other era in time because um, there's there's a point in um, I think it's the first Iron Man movie um, where Tony Stark's like dad is talking to him in a hologram and he says there are technologies that are not available in my day and age that, that won't be available until you're you know you're grown up or whatever and that's like the technology and the information and the science that Tom Brady has access to just wasn't available when you guys played. And it's something I, I've mentioned to you before. I heard Troy talk about, I think it was on the Dan Patrick show, um, how he used to eat Chinese food and, and pizza, right? Because, I mean, people didn't know any better. And and so I part of it is that Tom Brady has had the access to all of this information that has allowed him to, to stretch this career out, to play into his mid-40s now. And so, I mean, it's it's a lot of luck, right? But but it's a lot of luck that, that he has created, uh, which is what is really impressive about his career so far. Well, here's the thing with that, and I, I I have a lot of respect for Troy, but Troy had suffered like nine or ten concussions. Sure. And Tom Brady's only he's had I guess he had that he tore, tore he had the ACL. torn ACL in 2008. Yeah, that but that's and, about and, it and, injury wise. And, 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 yeah, and and look, I'm not taking anything away from his outstanding diet, take care of his body. I mean, that's has a lot to do with it. Mm -hmm. But also, you got to be lucky and. You know, he does play quarterback. It's not a position that, you, right. you know, you, you get hammered every, every time, hopefully. He's smart enough to get rid of the ball. I mean, there's so many elements that go into his survival and being able to sustain this long in his career. And uh, and he's got – he's genetically, I think he's, he, he's you know, he's, he's lucky. I, I Not that that's uh, – No, it, it, that, there I mean, is luck involved. That's okay the, to the, say. The, the, the genetics of being lucky and having the genes to be able to – you know, aged a lot slower than most people, but he works hard on that. Mm -hmm. um, and to take care of his body. I mean, yeah, I think that that's a proven way, but you know, when you're, when you're, you're battered, you have the propensity not to last as long. And, you know, I look at Brett Favre, Brett Favre was a great example. I mean, he got battered, but he was a tough dude, man. He had the genes to sustain and he probably didn't take care of his body like Tom Brady. So it's a fascinating story, man. It's a fascinating uh, accomplishment to see someone be able to, to, to win seven Super Bowls, man. It's crazy. In the way, you know, I know Honey Badger, man. I know that he won't be talking smack anymore because, man, I mean, it was just a great oh. game. Think about it, RJ. And I think that, that the whole defense, the way they just – they punched I think him I did in the mouth. Script. That's what they yeah. did. They punched him in the mouth. But but I did a I did a podcast, and we're talking about all these prop bets, and we should have did this. I mean, what kind of odds have you got? you know that that kansas city wouldn't have scored a damn touchdown i no. mean that's just amazing that the the way the defense is balled no i mean I, yeah they you know the whole story is tom brady but my gosh you're talking about suffocating 
someone like Patrick Mahomes for talk about all this of all time. Well, I guess. <laughs> no, I I couldn't agree more. And but that that go, I don't want to make everything about Tom Brady because the Bucks defense, Devin White and Levante David and Dominic Sue and Vita Vey and Todd Bowles, they deserve an enormous amount of credit. Shaq Barrett, JPP, whatever. But that. Tom Brady wasn't a fool about where he picked to play. You know what I mean? Oh, like, and, and he, he was, he was wise. He, he studied everything and he, he picked the team, you know, because Tom, Tom Brady cannot beat Patrick Mahomes, right? He doesn't play defense to the point we've just yeah. made. And so he yeah. said, and, and unfortunately, you know, the Patriots were, were not as, you know, not as hip to roster building as he would have liked. So he said, you know what, I'll just move on. And, and he, he bet and and he won <laughs> and it, it it is it is astounding and i i mean the chiefs are awesome i don't want to sound like a chiefs hater but i am fascinated with everything that happened because it, it was fascinating to watch them get pushed around and and to get punched in the mouth and to be flustered and to be on the other side of that beating that they have put on so many teams week in and week so, out for the last three years and how's and, it feel now buddy yeah and um <laughs> my last my last question the uh the antoine winfield uh peace sign at tyreek hill yeah. i love it i love it yeah. i love it i love it i love it I sh- i'm yeah. sure you love it like i i love all i wish we had more of that in sports yeah, I, I just look, look, I think it was just a, a tremendous game. And I think Patrick Mahomes is a class guy. The totally. way he, he showed up and you know, just, you know, tucked the loss. I mean, that's what you do as a, as a champion. And and the whole, during the whole game, and, you know, to me, it was a tremendous. I mean, I, I thought of, I wanted closer uh, for my own personal reasons, maybe wage wise <laughs> and just, uh, just a closer game. I mean, but, I just the dominance and just to see something like that happen. And, and I, and, and maybe for my own, um, I would say selfish reasons, there's only been eight teams that have won back to back. And I was on one of those teams and right. it's kind of nice to know and just still have eight teams. Right. I think what's amazing about that. And I didn't see any of the major networks point this out. Mm-hmm. Everybody did point out the last thing to go back to back was Tom Brady's Patriots. Obviously, before that, uh, it was the Broncos and then you guys. Yeah. Um, but Tom Brady has since stopped two teams from pulling it off. Like he stopped the Chiefs, but he also stopped the Seahawks. <laughs> I mean, the Seahawks were about to go back to back, if not for Malcolm Butler. And yeah. so, like, that's amazing that he has stopped not not just one time, but but two attempts. And, and also going back to back, it's the the level of of records and interesting facts. And I mean, it, we could spend years talking about it when it comes oh, to Tom Brady's career. It's crazy. Uh, but uh, but cool. Uh, this was fun, Tony. My mouth feels not numb anymore, so I'm happy that I made it through. Well, you're uh, not drooling. You're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll go see if I can eat lunch, and if it falls out of my mouth, so be it. But uh, but everybody, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, don't watch any more hype videos. This was the seven five zero. Oh. <laughs> Thank you.